0: Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Everyone who's ever pissed me off in high school would be getting a the cameo. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to what we're calling Little Miss Cyclical Pop. Cyclical Pop. <laughs> I'm here today with Tess Brigham from... Psych Legal Pop, which is a wonderful podcast that you host with your sister. And I host Little Miss Recap with several different co-hosts. And we just, we kind of had to get together today because yes. we're both bringing in just like that. Mm-hmm. And slightly rage about Michael Patrick King because <laughs> I love listening to you and your sister because you guys would just be raging against him. You especially. I feel like yes. Brooke, Brooke finds him problematic, but I feel like you really... Oh, yes. No, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him, too. <laughs> so, um, yes. So we're going to talk um, about the season in general today. Rage Against Michael Patrick King and then maybe a little uh, KB at the end. A little Cody Yes. Brooks. Yes. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. Sister Wives because we're both covering Sister Wives, too. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Tess, why don't you tell everybody who's listening on the Little Miss Recap feed a little bit about you and Brooks' podcast?
2: Sure. So it's called Psych Legal Pop. And so I am a therapist and I'm a coach and my sister is an attorney and we love, we talk about pop culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. And we, you know, we love pop culture. We've always talked about it. And um, so we just decided one day, instead of the two of us just talking to each other on the phone, why don't
0: we, why don't
2: we we subject the world to it? I don't why we start recording it and putting it out on the air. And um, yeah, we're coming up on our year. September 20th is our year anniversary. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. And we're amazed that, you know, people care. And uh, yeah, and we just, you know, the sister wives thing, because that's been a little bit, as my husband says, our bread and butter, um, that we just fell into because we would talk about things, but it was the sister wives episodes that people were really interested in. Like those were the most downloaded episodes and we're like, Oh, we better start covering it. And of course, when, when we first started was season 17 and I never really watched the show. It was Brooke. That I remember watching the show a little bit and so she was like oh no you got to get on this and this is good you know this <laughs> is getting really good and so we started watching the show and then we started doing this rewind and now that this new season is back oh
0: it's so good it's so it good so and good. over on Little Miss Recap like I started this podcast thinking oh I'm just gonna cover streaming scripted stuff Mm -hmm. i'm an idiot because nobody wants (laughs) to hear that they all want to hear cody brown they all want to hear we're doing 90 day the last resort so i i always like to jump in on a show on season 18 you know so we're jumping right in on season 18 one of the pioneers here and yeah i agree with you people are are crazy for this show yeah and i've watched it from the beginning and i am super interested in polygamy Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in polygamy, (laughs) but I'm very interested. It's like it's culty enough, but there's also like all the interpersonal dynamics that I'm really Mm -hmm. interested in. Not like the Warren Jeff stuff, but more like, you know, the Cody Brown stuff.
2: No, because this is, it's, you know, the Warren Jeff stuff, the abuse, like that kind of abuse is really, mm-hmm. it's dark. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that the other thing too was we were, we covered for a long time. We were covering the Duggars and we were covering, mm-hmm. you know, the Menudo case. And, and some of these things were really dark. And we were just like, this is so depressing. We can't do this. So we needed, there's something about Sister Wives where
0: it's, it, you know, it's
2: it's sad and difficult, but not so sad and difficult to deal with. Like, there's always, you can always, like, rip on Cody.
0: You well, because Cody's of a clown. Do, he yes, can't even do yes. this right. <laughs>
2: no. And then there's Robin. And, and then, you know, it's just then you have your heroes. It's a very easy formula. And then there's so many people. And because there's so many seasons, there's so much there's so much of a well to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, what's yeah. great about doing the rewinds is we've been, we're on sis, uh, season five. So you can go back to season five and you can see these points in time where he says things that completely contradict what he's doing today. Of course. right? And you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. come on, yeah. you know, yeah. So. so
0: you're so you're putting out like two episodes a week, right? The reruns. Yeah, and we this. didn't
2: mean to. That's that was the other thing too was that we meant it to be this weekly show, and then we didn't want to just be this podcast that just did Sister Wives. We wanted to do, you know, let's be classy. You know, we're gonna do these classy, <laughs> classy. Pod, we're gonna we're gonna still do. Um, Uh, our netflix uh documentaries but Mm -hmm. now we're just like all sister wives all the time and we're just very happy doing it so
0: yeah i love doing it too i there was a time i was putting out like five episodes a week now i'm like (laughs) it's it's slowed down well and just like that ending helped
2: yes yes
0: and um my best friend and i do yellowstone so that's Mm -hmm. ending now we're doing virgin river which is like the cheesiest yes cheesiest cheese that you could find i love it so much it's so like you just you come home and you put that on and you forget that the world is burning down around you
2: (laughs) (laughs) but i i I told you i started watching yellowstone because so many people kept like shoving it down your throat and i was like okay fine i'll I'll start watching that and now i really want to go to montana and mm-hmm. but well, I you just, can't
0: because you're a dirty dirty Californian yeah
2: oh I and haven't gotten to that you season over there yet. I haven't gotten <laughs> to that season but I the first season just made me laugh because I was like okay so the moral of this first season is this it's really hard to be a man it's so it's so hard <laughs> to be and then you pointed out to me it's hard to be a white rich mm-hmm. man Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if anyone's wondering it's really hard to be a white rich man Mm -hmm. in this country of ours when you're given all this land and the people that originally (laughs) had the land wants your land back and everybody just wants your stuff and they want the land because you know they want the land for other things and you have so much land
0: i know (laughs) It's It's so i love the show so much because First of all, I do believe from like a writing perspective that Taylor Sheridan's a really good writer. I mean, he's mm-hmm. writing every single episode himself.
2: Mm-hmm. There he oh, is? Yes.
0: yes. And there oh, are a wow, lot of missteps. Don't get me wrong. But he's no MPK, right? I no. think he's way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Season four and five kind of go downhill. But I really loved like, I don't know, the interpersonal dynamics with the family. But I also love the way that he writes the Native American experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like and and I don't know what season you're on, but it gets better and better with that. I feel
2: like I may be on season three somewhere.
0: Yeah, I feel like he really does kind of Mm -hmm. show us that these, you know, the indigenous people in this country are still living with the very raw deal that they got. Oh, yes. And he doesn't, I don't think he skirts over that. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a really interesting and you know, I listened to this other podcast. I highly recommend it. It's called John Dutton Must Die. It's these two guys who <laughs> who do uh, Yellowstone. And, mm-hmm. you know, they brought up a really good point. They went into this whole thing about, I mean, we know John Dutton's a bad guy. And we know the mm-hmm. family are bad people, but we yes. root for them anyway.
1: Yes. And it's, it's yes. just
0: such a, it, Taylor Sheridan really does that so subtly. Mm-hmm. Like, these are bad people. It's kind of like succession. You have your favorite yes. guy in succession or woman in succession, but they're all bad.
2: Well, he came out of right of that Sons of Anarchy um, that world, didn't he? Did, wasn't did he, he connected write that? to? No, well, was it? Wasn't he? I feel like he's connected to Kurt. What's his? I forgotten forgot his name. Maybe,
0: maybe. Anyway, I I feel I can't. What did he do before this? He did some movies that are pretty popular, but I don't know what show he did okay. before this.
2: There was a people are screaming
0: right now. People are oh, okay. Screaming. I know. I'm yeah. sorry. Because sorry. it's a very rabid fan base. Yes, I know people he has screaming. a very, yeah. very rabid. I know, and I know he's
2: done. Um, I know he's done some movies that are very, very popular that people are probably screaming that I
0: don't know the movies mm-hmm. off the top of mm-hmm. my head, and I, I, I do
2: know that. But I, um,
0: yes, yes, yeah. So it's you know it's a good show. We're covering it over there, mm-hmm. and just like that, ninety day last resort and. And sister wise. So I'm doing, four. Yes. I was doing four and I'm down to yep. three. So that's good. Well,
2: but you did not, I think I was looking, you didn't start with Yellowstone season one.
0: No, 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 no. Okay, just so I was fine.
2: like, "God damn it!" Well, I can't find that, so I have to catch up to wherever you started with Yellowstone. I'm well, a purist because I always have to. Yes. Listen, I always have to yes. watch the show before I listen to that. I'm one of me those study people. No, me too. So, oh. me, so I'm like, "Oh, well, I have to catch up to that to get to her recap." And you know,
0: absolutely, absolutely. No, we. Uh, I like an idiot thought it was coming back in October, so mm-hmm. I want to quickly cover the beginning of season mm. five so we could do the back end. But it's not. It's not coming back anytime soon. <laughs>
2: So you're killing yourself working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about And Just Like That. Yes. Season two. I asked you to pull out some favorite moments. hmm To pull out your least favorite moments. Yes. So why don't we talk about, like, what did you feel about season two overall compared to season one?
2: Um, I liked it a lot more. Um, you know, the for a couple different reasons. One is that obviously it wasn't so sad, (laughs) you know, um, and because they weren't shoving so much down our throats. I mean, I think I, like so many other people had such a problem with season one because I just couldn't stand the, you know, God, okay. Everyone has to have a person of color friend. And, you know, everything, we've got this this non-binary character and everything needs to be shoved in our faces. And just this... this it just medium. didn't feel
0: authentic. No, it didn't feel it, authentic.
2: It just felt like, what? What are we doing here? And it's this huge swing to, I don't make up for all of the mistakes and the things that they made in the 90s. And it was like, it was a different time. It was a different... And, and I'm not saying this. I'm not making this excuse of well, it's a different time. So we, you know, that's the excuse. I'm just saying that but the world has progressed. The, the, the world, world has progressed. Progressed, yeah. but make it more of a natural progression yep. of where yep. we think these women will would be in their lives, right? So, so, you know, what is the normal natural place? And so. While maybe Charlotte would have a friend like LTW at her school, would Miranda really trip over herself and make all these comments in a school? You know what I mean? That was and, and, super weird. That yeah. Was super I mean, weird. would she yeah. be doing a, Like, no, I don't think she would be. You yeah. know, would, would Carrie be on this podcast that, you know, X, <laughs> Y, and me? I mean, and, I, and that's what was so... Again, the whole Che thing, which I my Brooke hates,
0: che. I, Brooke hate che, hates che. I hate Che too. I hate Che too.
2: I don't hate Che as much. Did Brooke you hates Che and the, I hate the,
0: MPK. Did you see the way that Che does cameos? <laughs> right there, I'm like they're a psychopath. <laughs> like I'm lying, they're lying in bed. Yes. Hey, you're gonna kill it at Cal State. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. your their partner is getting up behind them <laughs> them on the cameo. <laughs> Who does cameos <laughs> that way? What the hell was happening?
2: Oh yeah, that All well, right. Che is on my list on on both <laughs> sides of the list. Che's but on I, my list as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I think the Che character is a bit of a mess and nothing to the actress of uh, actor. Um, but you know, it's it's that whole thing was just a mess. And so I thought that this season. Was a lot better. Um, I think it was a bit of a slow start. I think things got a lot better. I think that once they got to the episode where the um, I think the somewhere around the Candace Bergen episode, things started to kind mm-hmm. of pick up a little bit mm-hmm. in the and the yeah. penis pump and the, and the yes. you know jizz episode when things started to feel like it was a little more sex in the city, you know, you're getting that. Yeah. And then, then yeah. Aiden came in and it really started to get interesting.
0: They I think that's like, when
2: things started to pick up.
0: They did this, like, I kept calling it the Encino Man problem. Like, they, mm-hmm. they acted like these women were unfrozen 25 mm-hmm. years from when we saw them the first time. And they don't know how to act in this new world. Like, yeah. it was really not authentic at all that these people were still... In this yes. world, and had been for twenty years.
2: Yes, yes, it was
0: super weird.
2: Yeah, and 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 I do understand as the writers, but you would know this better than I, as being you being a writer. Which is, as the writers, I understand there's certain like where you have to establish certain things, you mm-hmm. have to establish where people are in the world, but at the same time, you do, you know, we're not dumb as the viewers, right? You right. We kind of know they've had lives, and I also I have to say I was so and I blame MPK for this and Sarah Mm. Jessica Parker, I was really, really angry with what they did to Samantha. I felt like they did her such a dirty thing because the fact that they made it so that Samantha left and that they broke, I can, okay, it's fine that that if you wanted to do the storyline that Samantha and Carrie weren't friends, Mm -hmm. but the reason why samantha got mad at her is because carrie fired her as her publicist and i didn't samantha, know it was the all samantha
0: about her. we know would not give a shit about that no
2: first off i think samantha was her publicist for free for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. samantha of all your friends have has never judged you has mm-hmm. never thought anything of you has always been your friend you've been judging towards her all of you have judged mm-hmm. her and been mean mm-hmm. to her and she has always been there for you no questions asked and so then you do her dirty by creating the storyline where she would just like bail on you and move off to London.
0: That was I don't know BS. why. I don't know why they just couldn't make it that her job relocated her to London. Yeah, that's something that easily could have happened in the last twenty years. But and I then think she they just ex- she couldn't come back for a while.
2: Well, I think they had to explain why why she wouldn't be texting or calling or doing this or doing that. Like I think they had to have a reason why she wouldn't be interacting with them and i and i do understand that point but why not you could have had you could have done something that was fun or funny like she's off somewhere where there's no self service so there's no nothing right right she's She's having some grid. Mm -hmm. she's off the grid or she's Mm -hmm. having some grand adventure and Mm -hmm. then that bitsy character makes this this again this dig of like oh there's always fun things for women in their 60s to do in london and this mm-hmm. is one of the issues that Kim Cattrall always had was the fact that it always was planted that she was older than the other women because, yeah you know, and I, this was an issue was that, you know, it MPK and Sarah Jessica Parker, they're up each other's assholes. So they're such they, assholes I, I did
0: not realize yes. that this was happening.
2: Oh yes, mm-hmm. those two are very, very tight. Mm-hmm. And that was the issue with Kim Cattrall is one of the reasons was she felt like, you know, she's getting written parts. This part is getting written so that she looks like the butt of the jokes, and she's, yeah. you know, always the older one, and and it pissed her off. Yeah. So and I don't blame I, her. I don't blame her. I, I don't blame, don't blame, her. blame her at mm-hmm. all. So I felt like that was a big you mm-hmm. to her, and that just angered me. I just felt like that was well. So and I weird.
0: feel like Seema—they're trying to make Seema that character, and I yeah. really like Seema a lot. I do, but like she's not Samantha. No, you know what I mean? Like, you could no fill a little void, but no. Mm-mm. No one's
2: going to be Samantha. No. So one. why
0: don't we move through our points of things that we liked? Okay. 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 Would you like to go a first? Lot
2: of, well, yeah. A lot of my favorites also coincide with my dislikes, I will say. Okay. like, this Okay. Is both, both sides right. of the coin. Okay. Okay. So I have to say what I, I really did like the Carrie and Aiden thing. And I know there's a lot of controversy about this. Okay, I knew this was going to have some
0: of the same. So that okay. is my number three: the return of Aiden and Carrie and Aiden. Okay, let's. So go
2: I really do like this, and I think that I like it for a couple different reasons. One is I was an Aiden person. <laughs> Me too. I, I really thought I thought I never got the appeal of Big. I, did, I think I never thought Chris Noth was all that attractive. And I think I always liked John Corbett a lot more of all of her boyfriends. I think yeah. I thought he was the cute one. Yeah. And I think in my own life, I married much more of an Aiden than a Big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that all women in their lives have had sort of these versions of Aidens and Bigs in their lives. And I think I married, I chose much more of the Aiden than the Big. Mm-hmm. And in my mm-hmm. own life. And I feel very happy that I did that. And I think I felt I've made a, made a good choice. Yeah, And, um, and so I, and I just feel like, I feel like the fact that, um, y- you know, I think it's always so interesting that really, truly we've never seen in the show, the show has never shown us the day in, day out of Big and Carrie's relationship
0: because like all we got was were some scenes of them like putting on motown and cooking dinner Uh yeah and like that was it like one or two scenes they've never been able to show us
2: Mm -mm. Carrie and big being in a relationship and the little bit that we eventually did see it in sex in the city Two, the movie was the fact that he wanted to put a a TV and he was like, Hey, let's live apart now. Like he could yeah. never commit to anything. Like, no, he was not very like Susan Sharon said it best. Like, does anyone remember what an asshole he was to her? Like <laughs> he was never very good to her. And, and so, but what I also liked about the storyline is, is that I like the fact that they, this is what made the show really interesting and what made it sort of the way back when we used to go to work and, and before we had phones like this this is the water cooler mm-hmm. talk which mm-hmm. is yep. right it was a water cooler show on mondays because it would ask these questions and she would mm-hmm. ask this question of like was big a big mistake and i think that it started it was this question and i think now there's this conversation like
0: oh people know, lost their minds when she yes, said that but if but you if you heard me like i was saying at the time to leslie um dj who i covered the show with i said I think that's absolutely normal to feel mm-hmm. that way and to think that way. Like, does she, is she saying like, oh, I never should have married him? But not really. But she is saying, maybe mm-hmm. I chose wrong. And yes. it's okay to say that.
2: Yes, yes. Like, yes. that is
0: absolutely a conversation that you would have with your best friend of 35 years. A hundred percent. But everybody lost their minds over that. Yes.
2: But but the thing is that you have to... so. But the show, that's what the show was. It was interesting. It was a show in the 90s that had sex in the title. And it was asking these interesting questions like, can you... The first episode was like, can a woman have sex like a man?
1: Can Mm -hmm, you have sex mm -hmm. without feelings?
2: Can you, Mm -hmm. you know, can you, you know, um, can you have this kind of relationship? Can you have that kind of relationship? That's what the show was really about, was asking these larger questions about sex and relationships. And here we were finally back to this place of let's ask interesting questions. And this was a great question around, like, what if that was all a mistake? And, and these larger questions of, does it really even matter, you know, at this point? And right. And should then I you're question like, it? should I not, you know, all of that.
0: Right. And then you have Aiden feeling like, you know, obviously he has his children he wouldn't mm-hmm. want to undo yes. that, although after getting eyes on that Wyatt, I might want to undo <laughs> things. I mean, he is a little troublemaker, <laughs> that one. But, um, I, I, you know, like, it had to, everything happened. I just loved it so much because I feel like it's very similar to my story where my husband and I, we didn't date, but we were best, like, really good friends in high school. And then went our separate ways and came mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. I love that idea of coming back and just meeting at a point in your life where it's right. Mm -hmm. And this was right. I did feel, though, that as a writer, and I'm giving MPK too much credit here, but I I loved what they did with Aiden not going in her apartment Mm -hmm. because I felt like that was a metaphor for them avoiding big. Like -hmm. they were avoiding it and walking around it and not addressing it. And he didn't address it until that last episode where they kind of had to face reality and say, this is not. Going to work right now, although now she has to wait for five years. I don't know what that was. MPK, what the fuck?
2: That's part of my. Oh, do you curse on your podcast?
0: Can I curse? Yeah, 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 all the time.
2: Yes, but my mom annoyingly always used to say to me when I was younger, and she's absolutely right because I say it to my clients now, which is is that all of life is timing, and so mm-hmm. that's the other part of why you end up with certain people. You know, people get so attached to this idea of the one and magic and da 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 da. I and know like, well not really, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, you know, there, you, you have many ones, you have many soulmates. There's many people out there that are right for you and who you end up with really is about the person that you meet when you're ready. I mean, I'm sorry, what Miranda said about your light being on, you know, your lights on, you know, everyone, their lights on when your lights on and it's like great. And you connect and, Mm -hmm. and it's going to work. And Mm -hmm. So that's the thing about the timing piece was she and that's the other part that's so interesting about this is that maybe she and Aiden weren't right back then because mm-hmm. he wanted kids and family and all of that kind of stuff. Right. But and he right got now. to do that. He got to do that, but they're right, right now. Mm-hmm. And so what is that? And, you know, maybe she, she needed to get big out of her system. She needed to do that. She needed to make those mistakes. And this is what I thought was really interesting. So I thought it was like, okay, this is, this is good like yeah yeah this is we need more of this
0: i'm in agreement yeah so one of my favorite things let's stay on the topic of carrie is um episode three when she's battling her grief and she's recording her audiobook Mm -hmm. i was sobbing watching that and i don't cry Mm -hmm. watching sex in the city Mm -hmm. um but i just wrote like i love this nuanced look at grief and how there's no timeline like i think And you can speak to this much better than I can as Mm -hmm. a therapist. But I think that we tend to think that, you know, grief is something you can climb over. Like, okay, I'm done with it. And we heard Carrie saying that. Like, I got through that first year. I got through that first year. But, like, we know it's not enough time. And Mm -hmm. I loved when, I forget, who said about grief being a hole and it will always be there? Was it? I think it was Bitsy. Bitsy. Yeah. Yeah. Grief is a hole and it will always be there, but you plant things around it. Yeah. And I really, I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah. all right." I loved yeah. that storyline.
2: Yeah, that was on my list too. I just wrote grief because I, I, really <laughs> like how they handled grief. And I think what was hard was at the time I was a lit when it came up. I was like, oh, I, I, I felt very torn. I can't remember what I said on the show at the time, but I felt very torn because on the one hand, I was very excited for like, "Ooh, sex! Let's get back into the sex and the excitement yeah. of wanting to get back into that." And at the same time, I was like story wise, I do really, yes, that's what really what she would be feeling. Because you're right, grief, It you know, people tend to think it's like, you, you go through the stages of grief, you know, you have the funeral, you go through the stages of grief. And then I think most people would think, oh, she had sex with Franklin a few times. And so she should be over it by now and move on. And no, that's not how grief works. And the thing about grief is, is that you never stop loving the person. You never Mm -hmm. stop missing them. You just learn like what Bitsy's saying. You just learn to live your life without them. And you, and it, it affects you forever. You know, it just does. It affects your whole entire life and it, and it changes the course of your life and, and, and the choices that you make. And I don't know I mean, I, I personally have had this sort of strange life because I lost, you know, my college roommate when I was 27. And then I lost another mm-hmm. really good friend when I was 45, 46. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a strange thing where it's like, you know, I hear about people who go on these girls trips, you know, and it's like, yeah. I've never done that because <laughs> like, and my, mo- and my mom, it's so funny. My mom said to me, she's like, I think about that. And I feel, I feel like I, you yeah. know, because like a lot of my friends are dead. Like, and yeah. that's like that changes the course of your life when you have these things. And, and it's like, I still experience a tremendous amount of grief. It doesn't affect me in this like day in day out wallowing, but it's, it's this feeling of this has changed the trajectory of how I live my life and the choices that I've made. And, and, and people don't but I don't talk about it all the time. It's just, right. it's there. It's always kind of
0: there with you. Well, and I think that's why I love the the metaphor, the analogy of the hole, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I lost my grandmother five years ago, six yeah. years ago, and it was a devastating loss for me. She was like a mother to me. And I was just saying to my husband the other day, like, there are times where I fall into that hole again. Like, oops, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was there and I'm there. Yeah. And all that pain is like right there, like a hot stove that you can't not touch. And then I'll go months without even thinking about it. It's so weird. But the hole was huge when it first happened. And now it's like a little tiny pothole that I still kind of trip into sometimes. But it, it doesn't take much.
2: Right. Because people Mm -mm. think that it takes something for you to get there. And it's like, sometimes it's like a, like a thought or a memory comes in your mind and all of a Mm -hmm. sudden you're there or maybe a song or this or that, and then you're there. And then other times you, a memory will come on and you can laugh and then you can move right along. And you're just like, and, and the different, and why you can sometimes and why you can't other times, I have no idea.
0: We don't know. I don't know.
2: And that's why grief is so perplex. I mean, it's so perplexing. And when I get clients who come in, I always say to them, like, there's nothing I can say to change this for you. I'm not really going to mm-hmm. talk that much. There's no mm-hmm. solutions. I'm just going to mm-hmm. listen. Like there's yeah. no, there's no grief is just, it's just all you can do is listen. It's all you can do and just let someone process. There's nothing else you can do.
0: Well, I really appreciated the, I, I felt the nuance with which they handled that. Yes. It was very interesting.
2: And her running into Bitsy of all people. I I think that was good because she needed someone like that who really understood. Because that's the other thing. When people are going through grief, I always recommend that they go to a grief group. Mm -hmm. Because nobody else gets it than other people who are going through grief. or have. Because I always say that people fall into one or two categories. People Mm -hmm. who have experienced grief and real true grief. And people who haven't. Yeah. And so, and if, and once you've moved over to this category, okay, you're here. And and yeah. when I talk to people like, like exactly what you're talking about, once you've been over here, you get it, you get it completely. Yeah. But if you have not been over here yet, you don't get it.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, do you want to give us your other one? Oh Yeah. My okay. next one is I am loving, I love this new, it was a little bit up and down, but I'm loving the new Charlotte and especially Charlotte's speech okay. to
0: Harry at the very yes, end about women yes yes, yes.
2: <laughs> so yep. it was very up and down about charlotte and what everything that she was going through i mean she i didn't love like i don't know the condom and the snow i didn't and, love dust uh, balls i, love, I, I did, did just, not
0: love dust balls that's on my <laughs> list of no 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 when he, yeah. um
2: but i will say that i i really loved the when she got finally just got that goddamn job It's like, good, Charlotte, get the job, start working again. And the, you know, the emergency, um, getting that call from her kid and the emergency and her giving it to Harry and just being like, (laughs) next morning, it's the final episode of her turning around going, You made a couple breakfasts. You got the kids off to school. You are doing the bare minimum. And I'm glad and I'm glad that they're talking about this because this is very much what all women go through and any woman who has a, a full time any kind of job and who has kids knows that this is no matter what listen i have i have a very helpful husband who cooks he does all the cooking mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. i still and we both work we have one kid one
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i you know i do so much more of the emotional labor of the coordination yes. of the yes. this of the that and yep. and it's not that my husband doesn't Want to try, they just, they, it's just if they know you're around, they, they just rely on you to do it. And then, and then the, they do one or two things and they act like they
0: have solved yes. the mystery of life. You know, and I they es- want a
2: big hug, they want a lot of thank yous.
0: I especially feel like that's true in my house with two teenage daughters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they just come to me for everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Timmy's a pretty involved dad, but they just would rather come to like they go to him yeah. if they need to know how to wash the car or how to put <laughs> air in the tires or, yes. you know, or he, he's a very good cook. So they will like cook with him and go to him about cooking. But for me, it's like everything. I have to yeah. remember dentist appointments, doctor's yes. appointments. uh who's broken up with who who's dating who this week who's (laughs) mad at who who's you know what i mean who's frozen out who's blocked on snapchat who cheated on who like i know everything and so it's like just this and then i find myself repeating it which is so funny because i pick up the phone i call my mom and i'm telling her everything i'm not calling my dad (laughs) call my mom (laughs) and i'm like mom we hear this so now my mom will call me and she'll be like oh is he the one who kissed the other one's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and did it like she knows. <laughs> all the drama now too <laughs> so yeah I get this and I get yeah. like you know twins was a nightmare world over here oh and- I cannot
2: imagine twin I cannot I, I don't have you ever did you write a book at all about being a, a parent of a twin or no, <laughs> no, oh, no. I cannot imagine having twins
0: I it's imagine. weird because not to go off the topic too much but it's weird because in some ways I raised them as a unit which is something mm. that happens with twins a lot which is why they have problems individuating because they are raised as a unit. Mm -hmm. Um, It got a lot harder when I decided to try to individualize them and help them, you know, put them in separate classes and different Mm -hmm. sports and different friend groups. Then I was like, Oh shit, I have two kids. Yeah. (laughs) It was almost like I just had one. Yeah. So it kind of ebbs and flows. You know, when they were infants, it was so very obvious that I had two infants and two toddlers, but then Mm -hmm. like from the age of maybe six to 10, they were just the girls as one Mm -hmm. so it was kind of interesting but yeah i agree i really loved charlotte's storyline i loved the progression of her from the mom who would traipse around in the cold to get the condoms Mm -hmm. to fuck you like just you're out dinner on your own i'm going to bed yeah with richard burton of course Yes, yes, of course. I love Richard Burton, Mm -hmm. but
2: I do think they could have gotten there a little bit faster. Like, I don't really like how I mean, I feel like it took a little while for them to get there, and I think they could have gotten there in a different way. And oh, God, Lily, I mean, God, you're insufferable, (sighs) Lily. You're just goddamn insufferable.
0: Although, I will say, Lily playing the keyboard with that emo song. (laughs) was little Amy Archer in high school. I'm telling you, that was me. Like, <laughs> let me whip up my dark book of poetry and talk to you about, you know, the darkness of my soul. <laughs> and my parents were probably like, what the, the fuck? Was f- it the
2: power of privilege? Yeah, was
0: darkness something. it was something, something about, privilege. like, privilege being negative. Yeah. Like, yeah, dark, like I'm trapped yeah. in a cage of privilege. Like, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Poor, poor thing. So good. Yeah. Um yes. So let's scoot on over to Coney Island, which, by the way, I heard you and Brooke struggling with the geography of Coney Island. Yes,
2: yes. I I don't think I've ever been. I've been in New York, obviously, several times, many times, but I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been to Coney Island. So Coney Island is part of Brooklyn.
0: (laughs) Oh, it is. Yeah. So you can take a train, you could drive out. It's right there. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I really appreciated two scenes with Miranda and Steve this season the first was when they had the fight and he told her you didn't even want brady and i felt like that was true to some extent and Mm -hmm. it really just kind of like that felt authentic to me like i've had fights like that with my ex-husband do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i've been in fights like that where you say the thing that you are not coming back from Mm -hmm. and then i loved the conversation they had at coney island Mm-hmm. at the end and then brady looking like i i liked it and i felt like that was a nice bow on the rawness of that fight that they had yes. in the brownstone and um brady watching them was like yeah really sweet yeah yeah
2: that wasn't that wasn't on that wasn't on my list but i do like all of that and i do like the redemption of steve because that was so frustrating about yeah. season one well steve doesn't have hearing problems anymore apparently
0: in season two his hearing got fixed um and he knows how to sex somebody up i guess because we know that from yeah
2: yes yes because yes. he's mm-hmm. he's sleeping with people now mm-hmm. but um so they, they felt like they had to redeem Steve. But yeah, I think that I, I did like that. And I think those were these were some fights and some things that needed to be said, like they had been holding on to. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't I, I I do think that some of that stuff like the this was on my dislikes about some of the stuff with. Miranda and the way they handled a lot of what's going on with Miranda. I just feel like a lot of moments,
0: Miranda. So yeah, Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Some of the
2: dynamics of how they got there, but I do, Mm -hmm. I do like how they ended things with Miranda and I like all of that, how they ended things with Steve.
0: Yeah. I thought it was nice. And just as a child of divorced parents, like I was 21 when my parents divorced, I would like, whenever I see them interacting Mm -hmm. in a positive way, it's just this nice moment. And they really showed that with Brady. Who yes. I don't know for some reason is riding a bike in Coney Island. It <laughs> just shows up. <laughs> yes, that's right. That was
2: the bike. We're trying to figure out like how do we get
0: the bike to Coney
2: Island? Do you can you bike yeah. from where they
0: are in Brooklyn? Yeah. But I guess you can. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: All Got right. It. Go ahead. you have another
2: one? Um, so my other one is oh, so this is it's it's about Che, but so again, there's lots of things about Che, and I have some things I don't like about Che. But the one thing I thought is with Che this year, I liked all, I liked Che in Hollywood and I liked seeing this side of Che with Che being criticized for their weight Agreed. and the producers. And I think all of that stuff that Che went through with, with the, um, with the producers in LA and with, you know, Tony, my Danza. First,
0: with Tony Danza,
2: <laughs> I will say, cause I used to work in LA. This was my first career was I worked mm-hmm. in LA and I represented, you know, worked with actors and all that. So that stuff is sadly very true. Like yeah. people get these whims, the whole Tony Danza thing where Tony is like, well, I'm Italian. So we're going to make this character now, you know, Italian and Irish. And, you yeah. know, we're going to do this now. I, I will tell you, cause I saw that happen where you get some big star and even if the star is not even the, like a star can come in. And I remember this very clearly one star, very big star came in and was like, I think, I mean, let's make this character Armenian, you know, like just picking hmm. things hmm. like just, just cause I think it's fun. You know, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty amazing how it happens. And though I think that obviously these characters were exaggerated, mm-hmm. a lot of this happens all the time. And I've seen it happen where the, um, especially in within these dressing rooms where mm. these costume designers will be like, Hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, I it's would terrible. be eaten Come alive
0: up. in a Hollywood dress. Oh room. God,
2: my my <laughs> th- my friend who actually passed away—the one that passed away—who was mm-hmm. teeny tiny, like a size two. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would tell me these stories of like, "Oh, you can't fit into that. Oh, well, we don't really have anything else. Yeah, you don't yeah, think you yeah. can fit into that? Gross, gross. I mean, just unreal. So. I, you know, how Che felt and and just um, just the whole experience of being there and that vulnerability. I was like, oh, I like this. Like, show us, yes, just can we just just make Che a person?
0: Yeah. You know, the actor is it Sarah Ramirez? The actor? I think it's Sada. Sada, Sada Ramirez. Yeah. Um, they are a good actor yes. when they are given something worthwhile. Yes. And we saw yes. that in those vulnerable moments. Now, that cameo, I don't know what was going on there. I will, hashtag never forget. I will never forget that cameo. And I said to Leslie on our episode, I'm like, if Sada Ramirez was smart, they would start doing cameos as Che because I would <laughs> order 25 of them for my worst enemies. Everyone who's ever pissed me mm. off in high school would be getting a Che Tien's cameo. <laughs> I mean they were just wild wild but I agree with you I agree with you so um another thing that I have on my and this is kind of the last point for me is I did like and I know this is a controversial take I did like the LTW pregnancy storyline I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. did not like it Mm -hmm. but the reason I liked it is it helped fill the character of Herbert out for me a little bit more because Mm. I was always like First of all, I called him husband throughout the entire series because I didn't know his name, and that was like a husband just constantly sneaking up on her and trying to bang her. (laughs) Like, what is he doing? What is the purpose of him? And then, like when we saw him in these tender moments with her, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get the connection between these two characters. I don't know how it connects to everyone else, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I, you know, care. But I really liked the connection between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Want to move to our least faves?
2: Yeah. Real quick. I had one more fave, real fast. Oh, I'm sorry, I go really ahead. Did, no, no, no. It's okay. I really did like the whole the issue that Seema had when Carrie hooks up with Aiden and starts becoming wee, 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 and she forgets about the Hampton house and how mm-hmm. Seema's feeling mm-hmm. about that. I thought was a very real thing. Like, and I don't even think I, and I liked how they, they nuanced it a little bit because what Seema was really trying to say to her was, I'm not, it's not about like, I'm jealous of you. And it's not like I'm, I don't need for you to say to me, oh, you'll find your great loves. I don't need Mm -hmm. this from you. I'm a 50 some odd year old woman. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need you to coddle me. Mm -hmm. I just, I just need a little space from you right now because it's hard for me to watch this and it's hard. And, and you kind of just, forgot, like you hook up with this guy. I mean, this is a very common thing for women, no matter Mm -hmm. what age you are, it starts in middle school or grade school. Right. And it goes all the way up and it never ends, which is someone gets a boyfriend and then they're gone. And that's very, and it's in as women, the, you know, the expectation is always, you got to just be there. And if, if she ditches you for a guy, that's kind of how it is. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's part of it, but I felt like what she said was very real and true and and I thought their discussion outside in the cold raining wet hair was a really really true Conversation now. The fact that by the end of the episode, she just kind of was like, "Oh, I'll have yeah, this with is, you."
0: Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. And so, so I remember so when when we watched that scene, I had a very different take, and then mm-hmm. I listened to you and Brooke, and you kind of changed my mind a little bit. Uh-huh. Because at first, I was like, I just felt like, why is she being so dramatic about this? Like, mm-hmm. I have to tell you something and come outside. I thought she was going to say she slept with Aiden. <laughs> Would have been an amazing twist. Don't let me near that writer's room because that's the shit that's going to happen if I'm at the helm. Hey, everyone, stay
1: tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy, but what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LittleMissRecap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot LittleMissRecap. So, like, I was like, oh, my God, what is this deep, dark secret she has to say? But you're right. Like, when I think mm-hmm. about it in those terms of Seema is on this endless quest for love. Mm-hmm. And here's Carrie, who she thought she was in the same boat with, at yes. least for a little bit, is now jumping ship. Yeah. And she's in this little canoe. Yeah, I don't know how long I could carry this metaphor off <laughs> but you know what I mean. She's in the canoe and she's, like, real lonely battling ashore. I don't know. Yes, yes. Yeah, so so you guys did change my mind on that. And yeah. and yeah, I feel better about it. It's funny because Seema didn't even make my list. I like mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. but like I don't feel like they gave her a lot. This
2: well, this actually then moves right into things that I dislike about okay. the series. All right, yeah. Because go ahead.
0: Give us your give us one.
2: Well, the the biggest one is there's too many characters, and I think this is the biggest issue and the problem, which was there's just it's it's not a particular scene or anything. It's just there's too many people. And so too many people. There's too many people. There's too many leads. And again, because they felt so obligated wherever they had to have a a yeah. friend. And yeah. and you have Che. And and don't forget, you know, in the original Sex in the C- Sex in the City, like if Che is the ex of Miranda or friend of Carrie, we didn't follow them on their own. We didn't no. follow Big no. or Aiden or no. and we don't you know need Steve to. when they no. were no longer with with these main characters. So why are we following them? Like I you know, and so all what what kills me is Karen Pittman and um, is an excellent actress, but I feel so bad for Naya because I
0: have the my number one for least favorites is the total waste of Naya Wallace. Yes.
2: I I just they've
0: just wasted and then they introduce they introduce people like
2: Che's ex um, ex husband they get Oliver Oliver Hudson, they, Hudson who I yeah, loved love him is, but it's sort of like we never really get much okay so you yeah, guys I together. assumed
0: he was there to be with Carrie and then I was oh. like oh okay well I guess we're not doing that but, they they yeah. could have expanded this cast a little bit in this way they could have made um what if Miranda you know she's now saying she's a lesbian she's attracted to by her words she's attracted Mm -hmm. to powerful women why couldn't she love Nia Wallace like why wouldn't Nia Wallace be a love interest for her yes and then LTW we kind of don't need it all and Mm -hmm. then oh I love her
2: and I love her
0: I love her too but like I don't know you know and then Seema is Carrie's friend who's the replacement for Samantha there we yeah. go. Like you still have some women yeah. of color in the cast, but it's not so it's not such a stretch. Yeah.
2: So, and I think that was part of what they kind of painted themselves into a bit of a corner because they felt all this pressure, right. To, they felt yeah. all this pressure to like, Oh, we have to pick all these people. And so they introduce all these women that are one, you know, great actresses and beautiful and all of this stuff. It's got nothing to do with them. Cause I, and I feel mm-hmm. for them, but mm-hmm. the problem now is, is that, yeah, they really what Nia Wallace needs to be is a two or three episode arc. You know, yes, she yes. then she needs to go away, and, yeah. and LTW needs to come in when you know, I'm sorry, and and I get what they're trying to do, which is we don't want to just make LTW the friend that stands up and is there right. for her, which right. is fine, you know, and I get that, but at the same time, like the show was for white women,
0: yeah, like, why so- couldn't they have Charlotte dating Nia Wall or uh, LTW's son? lily i'm sorry lily dating ltw's son yeah and then charlotte and ltw are like feuding you know mother-in-laws or future mother-in-laws or whatever like that's a Mm -hmm. way to bring her in yes why do you have more of a meaty role like yes not
2: you could give these women meaty and interesting things to do and not Mm -hmm. just be the friend to back them up and say hey how was your day or whatever it is but yeah you're absolutely right or they could be love interests or they could be, they could, you know, yes, they could be bosses or they could be, you know, Naya could be her boss, Miranda's boss, maybe eventual love interest. And then they have to figure out how to work together and be exes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's so Mm -hmm. many, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's so many interesting things they could do, but the problem is there's so many characters and and because they have to, either they drop people or they drop storylines or they give us slivers, or we don't get enough of something,
0: or we get too much of something. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like he just dropped all the game pieces on the board, and he's like, I'll mm-hmm. figure it out later. Where they go? Yeah. Like, here, Here's 18 people. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of my least favorite things is all the California stuff. Now, I didn't mind Che's storyline, like we talked about with the pilot and everything. But the first few episodes of the season... Miranda's off the rails. We see yes. her on a beach. She's losing her phone. She's at an AA meeting. She's strapping on a dildo. She's getting yeah. tattooed. What is happening? Yeah. I'm so glad that she ended with her job. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on the BBC. She's talking about the UN, whatever she's doing. You know, it looks fabulous. Geopolitical yes. stuff, whatever. Yes. she that's where she belongs in that world. Yes, I never want to see her in a strap on ever again.
2: Yeah. All of that. Miranda, it's until the end, you finally are like, oh my God, thank God she's, she's Miranda again. But Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. The first season, she just lost her mind. And I do, I do say that, yes, part of this whole Miranda thing was that she needed, she was stuck in this marriage. It wasn't working. Something needed to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She, you know, I get all of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I understand this metamorphosis and I understand going out there, but like, yeah, they made her such a dork, you know, like such a dork. And like, they put her in these geeky hats and then made her this real dork and then yeah, losing her phone. And then she can't figure out the new phone. And then, um, and then she comes back to New York. And this is the best thing is, is that she's like staying on the couch. And then, then the best is he, Miranda, Miranda's best friend has millions of dollars. Both of her best friends
0: are millionaires. Yes. And yes. you are staying with your friend in a, and you're buying a used you're bed. You're buying a used single bed from, it okay. looked like a Salvation Army or a Goodwill. Yes.
2: So so neither of your friends can step in and go, you know what, Miranda, why don't you move into my new four bedroom
0: house? Or
2: why don't you come stay with me? Or I don't know. Let me give you
0: money for a hotel. Or, or why I don't know. Care like, why didn't Carrie say, why don't you stay in my apartment? While yes. I'm Like, you can have it as long yeah. as you need, and then I'll sell it when you're done.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: It was wild. But it was a, wild. Like,
2: these are the worst friends ever. Like They're terrible. Like, at
0: least <laughs> treat her to a, br- a bed. Let's <laughs> pay for a, new, a
2: brand new bed. Like, <laughs> Carrie, you can afford a new bed. Yeah. Like, buy her that. I mean, but the other thing was, too, I don't know if Brooke said this or not, but it was a little bit like, isn't
0: that, isn't his studio
2: soundproof?
0: Like, why can't right. she hear everything? Right. How can she hear Nia Walls going to Poundtown constantly? <laughs> the hell's That's, going on? He's a terrible musician because he can I mean,
2: outproof his own room.
0: I've been in a lot of New York apartments. I get it. They can be laid out really weird, mm-hmm. but the shower the only showers in her bedroom. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's super whatever. Whatever. Yes. I yes. think Michael Patrick King just whatever if you know is his fancy that day, he writes it out.
2: Yes, yes.
0: That whole thing is so weird. That's um, all I have on my least favorites. Do you have more? Yes, I do. Right. Well, so i covered uh, some of mine, so go ahead. Okay.
2: So I really, and then the flip side of the Aiden Carrie thing is I hated the way they ended it. I hated this whole... Oh, I thought that was so stupid, and Brooke and I talked about this on our podcast, about how ridiculous that is, because... And you have teenage... You, I see your beautiful, beautiful daughters that you Thank have. You. So cute. And... Um, and, you know, you know how much they change and grow, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. my son is 15. It's like, every day, there's like, there's things that they evolve so of much. Of course, that of course. Obviously, five years, I mean, so much happens. So yeah, why is he insane. waiting till this kid is 20? Yes, I mean that's so crazy. Like, don't you think he, most likely you'd like for him to go to, maybe go to college? Like, what you need to be around for while he's in his dorm room? I mean, that is insane. And I, is have insane I have news Michael for you, Michael Patrick King. You obviously don't have children. Clearly, but the other two women. On the that right, write the show have, have children. children like I so you overrule them so much or I feel they like they I time?
0: feel like they have young children though that was the gist I got from listening really? to them
2: oh okay I thought I, so. I, feel I like, could be wrong. I feel maybe I'm like wrong my I feel like they're around my age and then they're like I feel like they're in their they're 50-ish and
0: well I feel like once 40s. they my girls got their driver's license I never see them in fact we were laughing so oh did hard your other
2: girl pass
0: she passed yes and I, I heard the story about what one, one guy? I was like how much pass? fucking I was money was like, get oh God. <laughs> to get you to pass we took the test in like some shady third third party authorization garage <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was like, oh, that must have been horrible. It was so funny because last night, like, I made this big dinner. You know, I made, like, grilled chicken and salad and Timmy and I ate. And then I went to Target and I came home and I thought, oh, did I even feed Samantha? She was in her bedroom the entire <laughs> time. I never even called her out to tell her dinner was ready because they are <laughs> never here. Yeah. Like, I'm so yeah. used to not being here. So what is Aiden going to do? Just sit in his mm-hmm. farmhouse and wait until they show up again? Because it's mm-hmm. you're going to be waiting a long time, dude. Especially yeah. when they're 18 and 19. Yes. it's yes. so. It's it ridiculous. was so weird. It was so weird.
2: You listen to Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Are you a Mm-mm. fan? Mm-mm. Okay. It seems like people are very divided on. There's a whole riff between Heather oh, McDonald. Oh, I don't really. I, I have no opinion on her. Yeah, I have no opinion. I have, it's like whatever. But I, I listen to Juicy Scoop. I like the show. So, She had this, this is the best. So she had this theory of like, she was like, what if this is, because I have to give her credit for it. It's not mine. She's like, what if, and the season comes back, Carrie somehow is like with Charlotte or whatever. And Charlotte's, you know, Rock is on some sort of traveling soccer team and they run into uh, Kathy. And Kathy's there with Wyatt and, and Wyatt's on the soccer team. And she's like, Oh, did he, what's going on? He's playing soccer. Did his leg heal? And she's like, what do you mean leg? He never broke his Mm. leg. And it's like, what? She's like, oh, Wyatt was never. What are you talking about? Wyatt was never in an accident, and it turns out that the whole thing that Aiden made the whole thing up. No, he's not that a diabolical. Way, no, I know, but I just thought I was like, it would be pretty you, amazing. <laughs> could you imagine? And I just started thinking about that. I'm like, what if the first episode is like, and then you get one of those. Then you, then she confronts and He's like, "Yes, it's true." And then you get all those flashbacks where it's like, "I, I got you to sell your apartment." And then you see how he, <laughs> like, like you can see him going back in
0: time. It was all part of his master things, plan.
2: Like some kind of um, piecing things together from things like I saw that Big died, and I knew that this was my chance. I knew you would.
0: I think this you, is some fan fiction that, you know that we
2: me. need to write. <laughs> <laughs> and then he realized it's like, I knew I had to get your apartment and then I knew I like, mm-hmm. wouldn't be doing that. And so then I would do this and then he pieces it together to get her to sell her apartment, buy a new apartment and then just when they were going to be back together, he breaks up with her and then but she interrupts his master <laughs>
0: well I heard a theory awesome? it's, it's no. not quite as in, uh, juicy as yours <laughs> but I heard a, 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 like somebody said what if there's a time jump like what if we come back oh. next season and they're ahead, maybe three years you know like yeah. not a huge time jump but three years and why it's 18 and they're oh, ready yeah. to go but then I'm like but then why have them break up yeah like, if, if I, the I, end I'm goal them- was them to be together anyway why you know what I mean like then why do yeah. this
2: but what Brooke was saying she was like I, or a lot of people were saying I don't know if it was her. A lot of people I can't even remember anymore. But it's like they needed to have something that was a little bit of a series finale and a season finale, something where you can mm-hmm. end it on both places.
0: But well, yeah, I thought for sure that was the series finale. Yeah, I but thought for sure they were not but coming back.
2: HBO Max, whomever is going to continue. Like they love the series and they're going to just let it keep, even though the ratings dropped. That they were fine with it. Keeping going.
0: But don't you feel so. like every character was wrapped up in a way? Like Brooke is absolutely right. It could have been the series finale. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would have been maybe. perfectly fine with it. Like I would have preferred her and Aiden maybe get married. Mm-hmm. But or just show them in their house, which we didn't need that sex scene that we got at the end oh, there. Yeah, that Oof. was weird. Oof.
2: Cause that's the other thing, too, was with the original Sex in the City, they always talked about. How sex was always supposed to be a bit comical, mm-hmm. like the sex scenes were always comical, and very it was always when it was sexy it was always meant for some other purpose. It was always mm-hmm. supposed to be comical or funny, yeah, and um, that this year it's been a lot of like oh hey it's but that was a lot it was I a was lot. really surprised I was like, oh,
0: and just two more little things. this is mm. nitpicky, but Aiden wearing tidy whiteies. what are you doing?" What oh, are you doing? That was, it's been 20 years throwing yeah, a pair of no boxer shorts, you maniac. And the second thing is, I want to see Cynthia Nixon with her gray hair again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know everybody loves the red hair, mm-hmm. but in that first season, her hair was amazing and it was that yeah. silver and it was beautiful.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it was so bad. I don't know yeah, why. Everybody let's normalize was, like, women so with high. gray hair. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was like, I thought it was much more blonde, grayish blonde. I didn't think it was so bad, but I have to say another thing that drove me nuts was Che and giving up period. End of story. (laughs) So again, working in the Hollywood and all that Mm -hmm. Che is the character supposed to be 46 years old. Che has spent their entire life. They've told us, working so hard to become who they are and
0: working they have hard. a Netflix special.
2: They have a Netflix special. They're a top comedian. They have a podcast. They finally get the pinnacle, which is to get a pilot made. And your pilot doesn't get picked up, which happens to thousands of people all the time. All the time. You mm-hmm. are, you know, and it happens constantly. You know how many people don't get pilots picked up picked up? And that's it. You're done. You you're just done. now, now your you're hands, gonna just you're... work
0: at a Kenny Rogers roasters yes. or whatever it is and be yes. done with it.
2: And live in your grandmother's basement and just give up your whole life and just rewrite your whole life. Yeah. And I'm
0: still popular enough to be asked to do cameos.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But and first off, and I knew it. I the minute they bought that apartment, and Brooke was annoyed with me. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, don't buy that apartment. No one buys an apartment just from you and you were right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy that apartment. But what's driving me crazy? I'm like, who who is Chase? Who are Che's um, you know, representatives? Like the representatives should have stopped Che <laughs> and told them, because you know, we would have actors too that would do speech like that. And I'd yes, be like, don't, yes. don't don't do that. Yes. That's really dumb.
0: But I don't anyway, want to do like MC mess. Hammer, you know, you don't want to yeah. end up broke. That's it. Ugh, mm-hmm.
2: But I mean so dumb. But okay. But so this is and this is what drives me crazy about Michael Patrick King and what I really raged about when Michael Patrick Ooh, let's King, go to and the I, Michael
0: Patrick King rage corner. Uh, go.
2: Okay. So the biggest thing that made me rage about Michael Patrick King was around Che. <laughs> me was, too. What, was when Che's, the ep, the episode where Che's um, the focus podcast- group. A focus group. Mm-hmm. And when Michael Patrick King, and I had to rewind this, I rewound mm-hmm. it. And I was like, no, I need to listen to this again because I don't mm-hmm. think he really would have said that, no. Where essentially he told us that he put that scene in there as a way of, Telling us the us, I I shaming shaming us telling us the viewers mm-hmm. that we needed to hear this because maybe you can say it better than I can because I, I can't even really articulate it. He was
0: saying like he created the character of Che and he was so stunned that everybody said such mean things about Che that he wanted us to see on the screen the look on Che's face when they heard those things being said mm-hmm. about them. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. And, and, and
2: what he was accusing us, the collective us of mm-hmm. was that we didn't like Che because mm-hmm. we were, they we were don't too confident. like, too confident, but that we, that, that we don't like Che. But I felt like he was telling us that we didn't like Che because they were confident and that, and that, because they're a non-binary person, that they shouldn't be so confident, that they shouldn't be so full of themselves, and that a non-binary person shouldn't be like that, and that that it, I really felt like he was accusing us of being, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know,
2: racist or yeah. or sexist or like bigots, homophobic, good yeah. mm-hmm. bigots. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 here, yeah, Michael like, yeah. Patrick King, yeah, back it up. You don't know me from a hole in the wall, so. But that's not the truth at all. We did, you know, I did not, I can only speak for myself. I did not like Che, not because of the confidence, but because of how you wrote the character, that the character didn't have a lot of depth. I did not feel, there was no depth to Che. And I felt like you wrote this character who was a comedian and they weren't funny, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. it's hard to write comedian characters. I do get that, but you wrote, a stand up special for them where it was like a TED talk you wrote it <laughs> a had comedy nothing concert
0: to do. A, comedy a comedy concert, concert.
2: <laughs> and you wrote this stupid podcast that was so dumb it was, bad. And, it was bad and and you had this person smoking weed in a corporate in a corporate place I mean it's just like none of it rang true that's mm-hmm. why I didn't like mm-hmm. Che I didn't like Che because I thought Che broke up Miranda and Steve I I saw that their marriage was falling apart like I've been married 20 years like I know what it's like to be married for a long time Michael Patrick King like yeah and I know, like I it.
0: I like the story of Miranda being queer like yeah. I like Miranda test driving her sexuality and mm-hmm. you know stopping here and stopping there and stopping I like that storyline because I think that rings very true. I think a lot of women, especially at that age, who've been in long marriages, mm-hmm. come out and they do question: Am I on the sexuality spectrum somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that all rings true. The yeah. Che character was the problem. Like the writing yes. of the Che character was the problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: the fact that Che was non-binary. That was yes. not the problem at all.
2: Or that it's they bad. were quote unquote too confident, and 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 so that was just that was the worst. And then you finally show us this really human side of Che. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, great. Like show us more of that. And then the moment this, this person who is finally human, we could see like the real devastation. It would have been nice to see Che like, okay, you know, the pilot didn't work. I learned my lesson or I think a great arc for Che would have been like, you know what? It was because I let people tell me, you know, typical Hollywood, I let do. people tell yeah. me what to do. And I let people, t- you know, move too far away. Or I tr- mm-hmm. cause che had an instinct then yes. of like, yes. this wasn't going to work. This isn't going to work. I got to, I got to come back to myself. Mm-hmm. I got to come back to who I am and get back out there and do it and fight mm-hmm. and, and then go. But instead they start working in events office.
0: It's like, this is yeah, insane. Yeah, because when you need to redeem a character, you need to have them be an animal lover and literally be saving dogs and cats off the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. It's so heavy handed. Nice. Yeah. Um. What drives me nuts about Michael Patrick King is the way he talks about his own writing. Oh, and then oh. you have this beautiful, sentimental <laughs> sentence that just, oh, oh. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, who talks about their writing like that? Oh,
2: God, it's, he's so full of himself. He and then really I, loves himself. And
0: I'm sure you've heard him. He brings, you know, Samantha Irby on and these writers, yeah. and then he just talks right over them. Yes. Yeah. And then they come up, they'll say something like, Oh and then you know we wanted to bring Aiden in and he'll go I did that that was my idea. Uh-huh. I'm like okay all right he is who's a bigger narcissist MPK or KB Cody Brown? Or as he will forever be known now that I heard you slip as Kobe Brown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did I call him Kobe? Kobe? You, know, you
0: guys on your podcast last week I think referred to him as Kobe Brown. Kobe <laughs> 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 They're both narcissists, right? Like I'm not oh, asking both... I'm not asking for like a diagnosis, but they no, both no, seem but to they be. Are, narcissists.
2: Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I think MPK is probably far worse because he's had more, you know, I mean, listen, he's on a larger stage yeah. because he's getting Emmys and awards yeah. and and all of that. But yeah, the it's it's Listening to, it's such a, it's like almost like this weird, sick, it's like a car crash almost listening to that podcast, The Writer's yeah. Room. Yeah. Because it's it's like, I know what it is going to be. And I know I'm going to get angry and I know I'm going to get full of rage. Yet I keep doing it to myself. And and I do like to hear behind the scenes. I like to hear a little bit about what the process is. But these two women who, you know, is it... um julie and alice alice alicia i don't know i just Eliza. know samantha
0: irby's one of them but i don't know yeah the, well the two women
2: that There's have been doing it this whole time with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they've been doing it the whole time with him been with him the last 25 plus years and they just i mean they can barely get an a word in edgewise and i wonder for them what's this like for them i mean sometimes one of them will talk over him and I'm like, good, get in there. You know, you get your point in there. Well, because
0: he, he has to like take 25 minutes to be like, and then Sarah, (laughs) Sarah, Jessica in her infinite wisdom, Mm. she Mm -hmm. does this thing that is so amazing. She decides, I'm getting choked up talking about it. <laughs> she decides she's going to stand at that table. And I'm oh, like, yes. oh, my God, are you hearing yourself? Like, yes. Stop. stop. Yes. I, yes. I could do a whole podcast in his voice. That's what I should do. Oh, Everyone will unsubscribe yes. and turn away. <laughs>
2: Well, and I'll tell you, as someone who spent a lot of time around actors, this is what actors and writers and directors are like. At oh, their I worst. know
0: many writers like this. this
2: and this yes. is, but this is what, like, and when you're around mm-hmm. actors and stuff, this is what they're like at their mm-hmm. absolute, absolute worst. Mm-hmm. This is it. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, God, stop, stop being so actory, Stop being so actory, You're just like, oh, <laughs> stop God, being I so actor-y. right. Well, take it. I know we said yeah. we were
0: going to talk about Sister Wives, but we've gone over. It's an hour oh, and no. ten minutes. I mean, we oh, could do. No. Okay, we could, we could do five seconds. On, oh no! Okay. What did you think of the fight?
2: Oh my God, that was as I as I texted to you. I was shooketh.
0: I was. I, shooketh.
2: Shooketh. I, was, I was so intense because I heard when you and Amanda were talking about it. You said, "Oh God, we have to do an, a reenactment of this." And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, "Oh, they're never going to be able to do a reenactment no. of this. This no. is just." Oh. It was. Oh, it was like 15 I, I,
0: minutes long and I don't think was, we missed any of it.
2: No, no. It was the entire visit. We yeah. saw every single moment of Cody's visit. Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever goes there. I was thinking to myself, she she texted him and said, come get your stuff. I'm like, what stuff? What stuff? There's no stuff to even get. What stuff does he even have there?
0: Maybe he has his like Manosphere books or something. That he has. <laughs> his his fortune books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how he's like, I Googled. And found myself oh. in an incel community. <laughs> oh, and here's here's a here's a question for you as a therapist, okay? Putting your yeah. therapist hat on. Why was he so able to be vulnerable with those men in his manosphere group? But he's mm-hmm. not able to be that way when he's in front of the camera, around his wives. Did he, Do you think it was an act? Yeah. Or do you think he's just, he has his guard down when he's with his manosphere?
2: I feel like he can, I feel like, He sees them more as equals. Mm. And I think that he also feels like he can control it a bit more.
0: Oh, control the narrative.
2: Mm -hmm. Control it and control the narrative. And I also think it's like these are other men in polygamy, like that one friend, Nathan, like this is another man in polygamy and this is mm-hmm. my brother and this is, you know, my friend Brian, you know, mm-hmm. like the, I think he I think he sees them more of like this is my place to be honest and, and talk and, and do all that. I just mm-hmm. I just don't think he sees these women as equals. He really doesn't.
0: I don't, but I will tell you like there are glimpses when we saw him on the couch and he was like so excited about going to um, Brian's wedding with this Mm -hmm. sweetheart Judith. Is that Brian with the sweetheart Judith? Yes. When he, he was lit up in a way that I was kind of like, there's the old Cody. Like Mm -hmm. that's how long I've been in a relationship with this man. (laughs) I'm like, there's a glimpse of the Cody. I, I knew from seasons one, two and three, like, just the change in his demeanor. And I know like some of his kids have talked about this. Like he has become uh, like, and I do believe this happened around the time of Trump. Like people start to become radicalized in one direction or another. Like my dad started Mm -hmm. becoming radicalized against Trump to the point where I had to like shut it off, (laughs) like mute Mm -hmm. him like Dad, I can't anymore. I can't. And Mm -hmm. I think Cody's become so angry and just tapped into that. That anti-women, which is all kind of wrapped up in there, too. And he's really changed. And I, I'm yeah. not saying he was ever great. But, wow, what a different person we are seeing than we saw. You're doing the yes. rewatch. What a different yes, person. yes.
2: he's very very he is very very different and he blames i mean he absolutely everything he just blames absolutely everything on these women and what's so hilarious is just watching him do exactly to janelle what he did to christine last year i mean Every single thing that he's doing to Janelle, like you're doing this, you're doing this, Mm -hmm, you're doing this. mm -hmm. And it's like a replay of season 17 of him going to Christine, like listing all the ways in which she, you know, did all these terrible things. It's like, you know, and it's ridiculous. I'm like, we've seen this, you know, Cody, we all have eyes. We've all just seen you do the exact same thing. But
0: I don't think I disagree with Janelle that he wants her to leave. I don't think he wants her to leave. I think he just wants her to fall in line. Like, just yeah. stay there. Don't want anything from me. Don't ask anything from me. Mm-hmm. But, no, he wants you know, Yeah, stay married, but just stay over there. And I'm going to stay at Robin's.
2: Well, but then it makes me wonder like, then what do you want from Mary? Like, the Mary thing <laughs> he is. He so wants weird. Mary to leave. <laughs> but he wants Mary to go. But so he wants Janelle to stay and not want anything. And then he wants to be able to, like, see her once in a blue moon and like, Hey, catch up and have lunch and then go away again. And then, Hey, maybe I'll see you once in a while at Cody pass. <laughs> I, you know, that's the part that's so bizarre. I don't know what he wants. Right. You know, from, right. from any of this. I, I really don't. He
0: just wants really loyalty, loyalty. Wants, and respect. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's really I think, crazy. I think that if Janelle was more loyal and adoring of him, I think he would want that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think agree. He wants them, I think he all wants, I think he wants a bunch of Aurora's.
0: Yeah. Aurora. Yeah.
2: Aurora. I agree. God, that girl drives me crazy.
0: Well, Tess, so. it has been lovely chatting oh, with you. Yes. 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 I, lo- I love, I love your show. If you oh, guys are listening you. to this on little miss recap, <laughs> please go check out psych legal pop. I love the sister dynamic. As you all know, I did a show with my sister for a long yes. time. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, um, and as I recall, Brooke is the older Sib, right? You and I are the yes, younger Sibs. Is. Yes, we are. we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are. We mm-hmm. are the babies. Um, yes.
2: And, yes. Um, and if- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and if you're on Psych Legal Pop, please check out Little Miss Recap. Why don't you plug, tell, give us all your info, and then I'll give you all of ours.
0: Okay. So we're on Instagram at Little Miss Recap. We have a website, littlemissrecap.com. And our Facebook group is called Backdoor Friends. Don't ask. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. We're over there and we're doing, like I said, Sister Wives. Virgin River will be coming up now and we're doing 90 Day, The Last Resort.
2: Okay. And um, I chit-chatted about uh, our show at the beginning. So um, yeah, so we are on Psychologo Pop on Instagram and... TikTok, we don't have a facebook group or a website we'll get there eventually um and uh yeah like and subscribe and all that good stuff and thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much amy yeah this was
0: a lot of fun thank you so much for for suggesting it and talking it yeah it was really fun all right guys thanks so much for listening we'll see you soon Bye. bye